0: And listeners, we are here. We are here, and it is time for another episode of Untapped Potential. I'm your host, Dr. Simone, coming to you from McDonough, Georgia. It is a beautiful day down here in McDonough. The rains from last week have passed us by, and we are now enjoying the beautiful, sunny, cool weather. And you know, as we approach the fall season, we are certainly appreciative of the cooler weather in this area. So I hope that it's a beautiful day wherever you are tuning in from, whether you're joining us from Dominica, Uh, the U.S., the rest of the Caribbean, Canada, England, Paris, wherever you're joining us from. I truly hope that your week is off to a wonderful start and that you are ready to get energized with us for the rest of the week as we discussed last week our guest this week is going to be mr heman williams out of portsmouth dominica and he had the audacity to start his own school so i am certainly looking forward to speaking with him about his trials his tribulations his successes his obstacles and his future goals with his learning school called Academics School of Learning. So again, it is wonderful to be here with you. I hope that uh, you got some rest on the weekend and that you are ready to get energized for another week. You have your goals. In mind for this week, and as we talked about last week, keep in mind that your goals are not just your career goals, but also your relationship goals, your financial goals. And speaking of which, we are going to be looking for various people to speak on each of the topics, each of the goals that we have identified for ourselves. So, if you're one of those people who feels that you have something to say, have a contribution to make to our over 4,000 members of uh, followers of this program? Then go ahead and drop me an email, send it to pushpast 10 at gmail.com, and I would be happy to have you come on board and tell us all about your trials, your tribulations, and your successes because that is certainly what. We are here for this is our program with a purpose and the purpose is you, me, and our goals. So again, welcome welcome. it is very great to have you here as we get started today with we have this program show for you today uh, we will meet an incredible young man named Heman Williams out of Portsmouth, Dominica. He was a high school teacher. he started tutoring and tutoring and recognized a tremendous opportunity existed within his community. Do you remember last week when we talked about identifying the needs of those who need us in our own community? Well, that is exactly what Heeman did. He realized there was a need to provide educational instruction for those who had not completed high school in his community of Portsmouth, Dominica, and those who were looking to advance their education beyond high school. So he will be joining us in a minute. But before we welcome him, can we take a minute to celebrate the life of Chadwick Boseman? As most of us know, Chadwick was the lead character in the movie Black Panther, along with other great movies that he starred in. He unfortunately lost his battle with colon cancer over the weekend, and he was only 43 years old. So one of the things I like to think that we do here every week is we celebrate the strength of the human spirit. And how incredibly strong was Chadwick, right? I mean, imagine the last four years since about 2016, I believe, he was undergoing chemotherapy and numerous surgeries while still making great movies. But not only that. He did all this while keeping his private personal battle to himself. So only his family actually knew that he was battling um, colon cancer. So today we celebrate his strength, we celebrate his brilliant acting, and we celebrate his dignity. So again, we will welcome Heman in just a minute. Then we are going to talk about How to take your current career and create new opportunities and new potential income streams for yourself. So stay tuned until after our interview with Heman to find out all about how you can create new income streams for yourself. And of course, it is the beginning of yet another month. I mean, it just seems like the time just flies by, right? Can you believe it's almost the end of the year already? so again it is the beginning of a new month and we will be telling you all about our lineup of the wonderful guests we will have joining us in september and beyond so please stay tuned till the end of the program for that information so let's get going let's get going because you know the time goes by so quickly our one hour just seems to fly by in about 5 minutes <laughs> if you ask me so let's get going and you know yesterday monday i was just dragging along my energy was low so today i decided it was not going to be another dragging around day for me so i've already started enjoying my energy music and I thought I would share this one with you, which has been keeping me energized since yesterday. It's a song by Tennyson George, John, I'm sorry, Tennyson John, and it is entitled Alley. So once we've enjoyed this one from Tennyson, we will be joining Mr. Heman Williams out of Portsmouth as he tells us all about his school. So stay tuned.
1: Hey, hey, hey. I didn't know hey, what to do it now, now, now. Step forward, now, now. Step forward. Mm. I move forward. forward I step forward, forward. Everybody I lay I lay It's time to get up and move I lay I lay Leaving all your problems behind it I lay I We're pressing on to our victory. dream I lay I lay I I woke up this morning and I feel it nice but the path that i chose comes with battles to fight as long as i'm living my future is shaping and where i am heading got no time for problems hold the weight on your shoulder put the problems behind you if you fall get up center path.
0: have potential. I've been looking forward to speaking with you because I am certainly fascinated by what you are doing. So you are the founder and the director of Academics School of Learning in Dominica. So just tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your background.
2: Well, I, I studied Academic School of Learning um, based on my drive to educate individuals, and also there was some need for adults to be educated. A lot of individuals wanted me to actually teach them in few subject areas, mm-hmm. and uh, also there were some high school dropouts that I was kind of passionate about. Back mm-hmm. in two thousand and seven, when I started to have little afternoon classes, and uh, at least I could get some of them to get some form of certification to get off the street. So that was the reason I actually started um, doing these afternoon classes. And as numbers start to increase, with individuals wanting to do um, get an education in the country, especially these young boys I used to be around playing football with, and and the adults that needed a little certification because our country is not the the um riches so there are some adults that really did not get an opportunity in their young days so as the numbers increased i decided to venture into a business where i could have them annually and teach them give them a better education
0: right so tell us a little bit about your qualifications are you a teacher by trade
2: well i am a i'm an educator i would say okay. um i taught. i taught. Um, all the secondary schools in mm-hmm. my area, I mm-hmm. taught cosmos secondary school. I taught the Dominica 7th Days Adventist school. They asked me to come and teach, um, maths and physics there part time. I taught, um, the St. John's Academy. Um, I went there, I taught about four subjects, but my, my, my field is actually mathematics and physics and uh, yeah that is that is what i do
0: oh excellent excellent so it seems like you saw a need in your community where there was um like a lack of adult education some um, of the boys hadn't finished high school so you saw it upon yourself to say why not start a program for people who have not been able to um complete high school is that what you're saying yes
2: that is why that is actually how i started academics i actually started renting uh, um, i rented the dominica seven days adventist school at that time um miss Maglo, dr Maglo at the time was the principal so she gave me the opportunity to have classes after school wow. and that was back in 2006 and 2007 mm-hmm. and in 2008 i decided to you know get three picture. desks and get a, get a building. And then I could actually have um, the then Academic learning Center.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that
2: is the name I started with. And now we have changed it legally to Academic School of Learning.
0: Right, right. So tell us, cause you talk about renting um, the facility. So were you able to get funding from the government? Where did the funds come from to begin your, mm-hmm. your school?
2: Well, I did not get funding from the government to start the school. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, the two years I actually started, I had, I had some monies coming in um, through um, that same program. And I also taught at the secondary schools, as I said. And at that time, I taught at, at two of these schools. So I had a full salary and then I had some part-time salary and then I did not marry at that time. I did not have all these all these commitments, etc. So I could save some monies and uh, then I could actually take loan.
0: So, okay, so you so per- pretty much used your own personal finances to yes. do this. Wow, that's amazing. So how how did you convince people to join your school? Because I'm sure initially there was some hesitation, like, is this a real school? How did you convince people to enroll? Well,
2: at that time, I I did not have to do a lot of convincing. Good. As I said, I taught mathematics, and that is a subject that everybody has a problem with. Mm -hmm. And my method of teaching is to transfer my passion to someone, to impart my knowledge onto someone else. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, students would be my main marketing tool. Mm -hmm. So they would be the one to actually come experience how I deliver the content. So I got individuals to love maps, And because of that um individuals started to come and tell their friends and tell everybody else in the in the district and as a result um, i was um maybe pushed by the then local registrar of the country where she asked me you know you can do sciences you can you can do physics you can do it private and at that time i was the only and still now the only institution in the country to do the the science subjects as physics, chemistry, and biology. Mm -hmm. I had some extra force, you know, trying to push me through. And that was my form of motivation to, to get into the sciences. And then eventually when you, when you look at it, after four years, I was doing about 10 when I only started with maths.
0: Wow. That's amazing. So pretty much you build the school on your reputation. You were known in the community as a a wonderful um, teacher of math and then it just grew from that.
2: That that is how it started.
0: Oh that is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So now at the peak of your enrollment for the high school program about how many students would you say you you had at the peak of the enrollment for high school?
2: Well high school the peak of enrollment there was a year I think just before the hurricane we had uh, about a hundred and ten students wow. being enrolled in, in academics, and a few students did different subjects. At that point, um, we did not have, have enough space, um, but we did not have the money to actually, you know, try to get a larger building and so on. Mm-hmm. That was just before we did Maria. So we we tried to, you know. I, I thought about online at that time, but then again, online was very costly. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not manage it at that time. But we, we rented a space mm-hmm. after the hurricane and that was the St. John's Primary School and the classes were bigger. And the principal, Miss Peter, um, allowed me to have two classrooms. So at that time, I could actually have all the students, I don't want to say thank God for the hurricane, but at least after the hurricane, the students that actually enrolled at academics when we did not have all this space could actually be classrooms at St. John's um, Primary because we had two classrooms now Mm. instead of one and we could have, have our program
0: continue. Oh, excellent. So now tell me, so you went from high school and now you also offer an associate degree. So how did that come about?
2: Yes, well, it, it was a challenge to actually come to this conclusion as to which associate, which advanced level, um, program we could, we could offer. Mm-hmm. Um, the Caribbean did the, the Cambridge, um, a level before that was the time when I went to the, the college back a couple of years ago, a lot of years back and, uh, Now there's the CAPE associate degree. There's the the CXCB degree, CXCB in the body, and they have the CAPE program, the Caribbean Advanced Proficiency Examination. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I looked at the course and spoke to a few individuals in ministry, um, the price for the Cambridge A-level was $265 for one subject. Mm-hmm. And it was, I find it was a little costly for the students, but the Cambridge A level, um, it is globally recognized. And then when I looked at the CAPE, the, the Caribbean Advanced Proficiency Examination, it was only $75 full mm-hmm. subject. And uh, a compilation of the CAPE courses, a student could actually get an associate degree that would be accredited throughout the commonwealth countries, all 54 commonwealth countries, that includes India, Australia, you know, South Africa, um, some of the American schools at, at, articulated this this program. So I realized it was a better program for the students to do because one, it was cheap compared to $465 for a subject. Um, $75 is affordable. And uh, That is the standard for tertiary education in the entire Caribbean because Mm -hmm. from Belize, um, Jamaica, Antigua, all the way down to um, Guyana, Trinidad, Barbados, they all do the CAPE program. And in our local state college, that is the Dominica State College, we have the associate degree, the local associate degree, and they they are not doing the CAPE program. So the the Cambridge level is optional there, so I decided, okay, why not just have the CIP program back to Dominica and have it in my community in Portsmouth, which is, you know, about an hour drive from Oso, so at least I could target the north of the island and have them, you know, have something readily available and accredited right near, near to them, actually
0: absolutely so that's a that's a great idea so now are you doing both the high school program and the, the k program as well
2: <laughs> yes i'm doing both of them wow. and in that in that in that in that way then it's it's like two schools you're yes. only two schools in one and but we registered as a tertiary institution mm-hmm. so the the csec which is the secondary education is like still for reinforcement. A lot of adults is coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of high school dropouts also would like to do it. And that is how we started. So I didn't want to like no see away from what I started, which was very important, I feel, for my country. <laughs> but doing the Cape program, we do way more courses. We do about 48 advanced level courses. Wow. And uh, we do, 14, yes, 14 CSEC courses. And uh, that's, that's, that's a lot to, yeah. to handle. And as I go by, you know, having these two programs run simultaneously every year, then, you know, you gain experience and you gain that extra love to see that individuals step out of the school every year um, with something that they did not have the year before. So that is actually what drives me on
0: yeah certainly so now at the both on um, the high school and the tertiary level is it housed in the same building
2: yes it is housed in the same in the same building um mm-hmm. no we can i can say thank god i have uh, a larger area yeah. i have um three classrooms um i've i've already have it up updated. Um, We have air conditioning in these classrooms. We have smart board as you can see from behind. Um, In each of these classrooms, we have a computer lab. We have an area where we could do science experiments. We have a larger classroom that can hold all about 24 students. Um, We did not want the classrooms to be, and my sister is, is an accountant and like my right hand. We work together from young. Um, mm-hmm. She's just older, a little older than me, but we work together. Um, she worked at Ross actually, so she has that experience. We put all my passion and her experience together to build something even, even more um, attractive. So yeah, we have a larger place so in the morning. We have the advanced level students coming to do these courses and by three o'clock in the afternoon, we have the CSEC coming in because most of the adults they are working. Yeah. And because they are working in our country work and um, not our country but usually all around the world by four o'clock or five o'clock. So we have most of the courses that they would like to do. Um, biology, maths, accounting, principle of business, those courses are usually after the hour of 4 o'clock. But now, because of COVID, we have a lot of part-time jobs. um, And individuals work different times in the night, it appears, and people want want to find ways to make money. So we realized that we can offer it online and... Because we can offer it online, we can let people be more flexible and the structure that we would use to offer it online would be kind of different from the, the norm because we, use, we look at different, different structures. We look at um, divide that is, that is outstanding at presenting their work online. Um, we look at other distance learning institutions. And distance learning and online learning is too different. I mean, yes. distance learning, you're yes. going to have um, the individuals getting their books, different areas, etc., and they would have to study on their own some of the times. But now we want it to be a little more interactive with pre-recorded videos and not just YouTube videos, but our videos so we can have the students have that feel of seeing the teacher in front of them and also do live lectures. So we are building something that can make a change in education, I would say, and people can actually see our model and even the students can be successful. So we can show it based on how we are and also in results.
0: Yes, certainly. So congratulations for what you're doing, congratulations. Really good work. Now, you speak of online, so now are all your programs available online or are you just beginning the process of creating online courses?
2: Well, well, it's both. All of them will be online and we are beginning to do some online courses. I don't want to say thank God for COVID because COVID is terrible, I must say. But if COVID did not come, then we're we'll not have the chance to actually roll out our online learning as soon. It was part of our plan, it was part of our five-year plan. But because COVID came in, we could not let education stop because individuals had to prepare for exams and we had to ensure that we keep our pass rate up because our pass rate for the previous year was 88%. And we wanted to be competitive um, and be better than last year. And as a result, we could start the program using the same method that I showed you and uh, provide the students with the ebooks. So COVID came, the country was on lockdown, but students did not stop learning. And because of that, we could improve this year with with the pros and the cons as to how we delivered it, what individuals said, we could get feedback from students. And from that, we could be better to present most of our courses, all of our courses online. Mm-hmm. But we do French and we do um, technical subjects like building engineering. And these students would would be good to see what is happening physically. So we would have some of the students go on sites, and also for electrical engineering, some of the students will have to go on sites. For French, there would be hours which can be done online, but you'd like the teacher in front of you, you know, to do those hours And also for the practical part, I know some schools actually do virtual labs, and um, Ross do virtual labs, anatomy, but. I want some of the students to understand how to connect a breadboard, you understand? Mm-hmm. Instead of seeing how a breadboard is connected, it doesn't mean you can actually come and put in the pins. So 40 labs would encourage that, you know, some of the students can come in and they could actually do the own practical stuff on their own. And here is where we'd have a few on-site, on-site lectures, but most of it, about 90% of all the lectures would be online with all the students' textbooks, with all uh, pre-recorded videos, with online lectures. Students can learn on phone. We have an LMS and SMS platform Mm -hmm. that can really manage everything that we do. So yeah, we're right on track to Will be successful in that online online industry. Yes,
0: certainly. And again if you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Mr. Heeman Williams, out of Portsmouth, Dominica. He is the founder, director, dean of academic affairs at Academics School of Learning and he is just telling us how he turned adversity into opportunity because he as well got struck with COVID and instead of shutting down his program, he simply turned to online learning. So I guess um, you spoke of Ross University and if you're from Dominica, we all know that Ross University was a major medical school which has since since left the island and moved to Barbados. Now, have you been able to maybe look at their facilities, some of um, the buildings that they own and maybe aim at one point to occupy some of those buildings with your program?
2: (laughs) Well, you can, Everybody needs to have a few dreams. Um, The buildings, um, it may be in the hands of the government now. Um, Maybe one day I've been looking at one of them. Um, One of them, Ross, used a nice large yard. And yes, maybe it's just a dream. So one day I could possibly have something that large so I could maybe offer most of the, well, all of the CXE qualifications, like for example, CVQ. Where you could really get to the technical aspect of things you really need to to build a structure to teach people who work and, and also to teach people how to bake bread for example, you' need to have a bakery. I cannot do food and nutrition now um, you need somewhere where you could have a, a kitchen where you could teach people how to do um, how to cook so yes, I would really like one of these one of these buildings, but that is a uh a real big dream um so maybe one day you never know i keep improving so maybe one day when we chat again hopefully yes. i will tell you that okay well i'm in a big building at ross Very
0: good. <laughs> now now is there any um opportunity to work like maybe with the employers in the area and do like maybe internships with um your students
2: well there are in there are opportunities um but not much. Mm-hmm. Not much opportunities. Um, not for most of the subjects that we do. Um, we do digital media, for example.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the, the enrollment for digital media is not like large. Because in Dominica, we, we, we haven't got like such of a large market for such for some of these areas but I want to introduce it. Like for example, animation and game design. That is something with a very large industry. And that is something I also would like to to, to bring into academics. Um, we also do like tourism, for example. This is a sector that is, that is large in Dominica. So we can try to get our students into these sectors. Um, so they are different different field, different subjects that we can get some students into. But like for the firms that do construction, um, we haven't got like a large number of firms. You have individuals that are contractors for years. So at times I I would maybe try to get in contact with them so that the students could get on the field to understand like the size of the steel, the force, the strain um all those things that are the lagging that would be necessary for him. so at least the students this is the practical aspect but as for internship we haven't got um a large number of opportunities for the students in this way mm,
0: i see i see now you mentioned that you saw covid as a bit of a blessing because it kind of steered you towards um online learning but has it impacted your enrollment numbers for the high school and the tertiary level education
2: well, financially, you know, COVID, wow. I've, I've decided a lot of things for people. Yeah. Um, COVID have, have maybe psychologically affected individuals. Um, I would not say that I was not affected, um, but there are a lot of people that did not have that the finance, actually.
1: Yeah.
2: The start or maybe some individuals lost their jobs. Um... Because of the individuals I am, um, I try to assist assist a lot of them, but I still have a lot of expense. But mm-hmm. I try to balance the expense and maybe give, give in few scholarships. Like for example, the um, students maybe attend seven ones in 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 the CSEC the secondary education, would reward them for their, for their, their good work, mm-hmm. and um, remove a percentage, a large percentage of of on the tuition. And also there's need. There are students that really struggle. The parents don't have money. The parents lost their jobs. So I give offer few scholarship for 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 need. Um, I do that on my own. Um, I personally offer it for them to them. Um, I wish maybe one day I could maybe have some passionate individuals videos that would say, okay, um, we could maybe help you with 55% or 60% of those for need. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a percentage range I actually work on for need because I, I grew up in a real tough environment, um, not like war, like war-like, to say with fighting and, and gangs and so on. But, you know, I grew up in, in a single parent family for a lot of my years and that affected me um i was the last of my of my mother's children so all of them went to school before so you know money had to be spent on them and then to find ways for me to to make things make ends meet although everybody would try to chip in but because i understood that then i understood i understand the need that some people would obviously want to maybe embrace just for them to get an education just like i did
0: yeah so again if you're listening you're listening to untapped potential and we're speaking to mr heman williams out of portsmouth dominica and if anyone is listening from any particular organization that can assist him with funding with providing um scholarships for more students to attend his program then he would certainly welcome the opportunity because again he's doing some tremendous work out there in portsmouth with students who unfortunately did not complete high school as well as students who are interested in pursuing their advanced degrees now speaking of which um heman is it only students who did not complete high school do you have to already have some high schools to be a part of your program or can you come
2: in as a new high school student as a new high school student um no like from okay. first form no yeah. because okay. we are not registered as a secondary institution we are mm-hmm. registered as a tertiary institution so okay. we would accept the individuals that just complete the csec program as a secondary education program Right. Um, and then we, we have a two year program. Well, the KIP program is a two year program, the associate degree. And uh, we prepare them, we steer them to the career. So when they come in, we have our admission team that would sit, and discuss with them as to what they would like to do. And uh, when the, the important thing when we do the admission, what I really like to ask the students is, what is your first choice? And what is your second choice? Because to be honest with you, I, I, think, I think I've grew into being a good teacher, um, but teaching was not my, my first choice. Right. And I always loved science, and I always wanted to see what is beyond the clouds. But um, astrology and those things, as I am so connected to physics. But I could not do it. I could not get there, because finances, because of I grew up um, in Dominica, my, my Singaporean family, um, did not have much money. you had to build up yourself to get to places, etc. But now. I think there's a wider opportunity for individuals to get to the US, to get to um, Britain, to get to even Russia, if you want to go and study, Australia, those places, there are a greater opportunity for, for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I embrace, to be honest, um, to ask for the second choice. So what we do as admission, yes. if you'd like to do agriculture, and you'd like to do accounts, like you want to be an accountant, but you're passionate about agriculture, we try to let you do your electives that would support a shift, for example. So um, maybe advise you to do agriculture because there is um, a management of business aspect to it and there's an entrepreneurial aspect to it. But I'll also let you do accounting because you you have that love for accounting, but your passion is agriculture. So maybe if in case you cannot be like, you end up like me and you cannot go beyond the clubs, then you can fall back to your secondary choice because you have already done it as an elective. It would be more work for the students. I try to advise the students when they come in because the school is more like a family family school. I, I see the students every day. We speak every day. We haven't got the large, large numbers and so on. So at least we can guide these students so they could have a, a, a better future as to where they where they, they can go and, and where, which opportunities they can take when it comes.
0: Yeah, so it certainly sounds like it's very family-oriented, so I'm really happy to hear that. It sounds like you listen to what the students are interested in and you yes. provide like guidance in right. terms of what might be a good fit for them um, career-wise. Now, speaking of which, what is um, your student experiences like? Do you have like activities, sports? Do you offer any student support services?
2: We offer... We have uh, sports, um, different programs, we, we, before the COVID, we had to get into some robotics. I was so excited about this one, you know, to build something with the students, the students were excited, we were trying to figure out what are we going to make, what are we going to make to come on the world market? man. So that was something that was excited, and unfortunately COVID actually divided these plans. Um, Sports, yes, we have our sports. sports. Um, we do. We we had netball last year. We had volleyball um, during the time of of the exams. Some of the students were doing a lot of work, and they still wanted to play, it. and that was very important for them to represent the school. Um, we have to get involved in clubs and so on, um, but having only one. Well, two other institution, advanced institution, I think. Yes, two, three more. Then we, we, try to, we try to get involved in different things, but most of them you have debate clubs, which is more like in the high schools and so on. But those are things that we want to introduce and get involved in, get more involved in as a teacher institution so that we can get our students to be more out there. not to say that they don't do a practical aspect of everything because every subject that we do there's a practical aspect to it and because CXC encourage group work then we have the students working together and that is so important so we have them working together and they do a school-based assessment like for example entrepreneurship they have to write a business plan for tourism they have to get an idea and they have to write a tourism model and for the other unit they have to write a business plan for the tourism model so those things those things are very um um, how say it, um important for student group in the particular field um for example building you have to do your portfolio you have to draw plans foundation plans all those things so it's like they get that experience um even in the class rather than just sitting and teach them from the smart board, teach them from books, at least they have a practical aspect to it in every, every subject that they do.
0: Oh, that is certainly wonderful to hear. Now, I know that you're, you're also an instructor, so you do everything <laughs> at the college, but <laughs> yes. um, tell us a little bit more about your instructors. Are they local? Are they um, online, so f- from out of Dominica? Tell us a little bit about your instructors. Well,
2: presently, I try to keep the
0: passion in Um
2: You have more, you will have you passionate people if you get most of the teachers around um, the school area. And we have quite a lot of individuals that are capable of doing, doing the work here. So we do law and we have a lawyer right here. Um, we do um, building. We would have a building instructor here. We had one from, we have one from Ruzu that did for the last two years. Um, we have maps, obviously I do the maps. Um, my sister is an accountant and she... We did accounts virtually and that was, that was maybe the, the stepping stone to what we want to do because I used the accounts course to see how well the students could actually adapt to online or remote teaching. And it was outstanding. We could record the videos and we could send the videos for the students. And the students could watch over and over and over instead of saying, Miss, I did not understand that. And then they look at videos over and over, some classes go an hour and a half a teaching for an hour and a half, we could put the notes on the platform, we could give them the textbook, we could give them past and that went well, so that would be the structure, but is the accounts because she was overseas, that is why we really feel confident of delivering this content better than maybe everyone in their country for now.
0: Yeah, so it certainly seems like you're onto something because you've done so well in terms of embracing technology and embrace, embracing the possibilities what of some of the biggest obstacles you would say you are facing as a, as a school, as an institution.
2: Okay, well, the biggest obstacle that I face presently is um to educate our our students like not students the only individuals in dominica about the keep program because dominica is the only country that is not doing the keep program in their local in their their college so from berlin to um guyana as i said initially they are doing it and because we do a local associate degree, and it is the Dominica State College, then all students would just actually go up to Dominica State College, not even knowing what is the associate degree, what is the KIPP program. Um, and that is one of the challenges that I face, um, to try to get it out there. So that is why I did the, the live uh, on Facebook with MO News, so I could get the students themselves to speak about the KIPP program and even uh, myself to make mention about um its accreditation and so on um slightly because it's accredited in all commonwealth countries and articulated in in the u.s countries as u.s country states as well so that is my biggest adversity i would say biggest so challenge
0: so pretty much you're saying that the cape program is regionally recognized and includes places as far as Australia, but the state college um, doesn't offer the Cape program. It offers the A levels, the associate degree. It, it,
2: off, it offers a local associate degree. So the accreditation board would work on this associate degree. Obviously, you would have links to different in, universities in the in the United States. Your students would be able to go to Cuba students so, would be able to go to Venezuela at times, students so, would be able to go different areas. Mm-hmm. But we, the Cape program would have um, like, for example, law, you would be able to go and have, be exempted for some of the courses at the University of West Indies. Mm-hmm. And uh, not all the courses that the KIPP that the, not all the courses that the Dominican State College would be offering that would be offered at the Cambridge A-level. Like for example, economics, they would not do economics at A-level, but they would do business studies, right? Mm-hmm. So at the if you do economics as an A-level course, so it's is equivalent, but they would do business studies and they would not offer all the courses at A-level, at the Cambridge A-level because that is something that is basically being without of the, of, of the system. So, yeah, so that is my challenge, trying to educate people about those things. But, mm-hmm. you know, it will take some time to get everybody to understand these these different programs and so on, because parents usually just want the best for their students. Mm-hmm. So if uncle, auntie, nephew go to Dominica State College, then daughter have to go there too. And that is, that is something that I try to educate people as to you know, why you can do the keep associate degree. Not saying that we can everybody, you know, in the country that to come to do the keep associate degree, but at least educate them that it is a very good program, an accredited program, and then your students can have a fair chance to compete with the rest of the Caribbean children in different universities of their choice.
0: Yeah, well, you can certainly see it as um, an an advantage of um, academics. Because you're offering something that the state college doesn't offer. So you can actually sell it as an advantage to come into your program. Now, you mentioned technology. With the advancements of technology, are you eventually hoping to recruit students outside of the Portsmouth area and maybe even regionally?
2: Well, not just outside the Portsmouth area. Um, We're reaching out to, to people all the way in Belize. (laughs) <laughs> so this year, I, we, we had links with the... I, I had to call the local registrar to find some information mm-hmm. as to if students could actually do the SBs. And because CXC accept e-submission, um, I think maybe just now CXC could maybe take over the world um, mm-hmm. to do their cape program everywhere around the world because they could accept e-submission. There are some subjects that require moderation, like the science subjects and some of the technical subjects. Um, these subjects that are not offer outside, but things like management of business, um, integrated maths, Caribbean studies, communication studies, these subjects, we could actually have e-submissions and mm-hmm. students from, from Belize, Guyana, St. Vincent, um, Grenada, um, um, where else, Barbados, have registered on our on our online portal already. And that that brings a little smile to me. You know, it yes. excites me to see that it is possible for us to sit right here in Dominica start from real humble, humble, humble beginnings and could possibly be some influence in the Caribbean. So yeah, that is that is a big plus. That is yeah, something well, well. that really have me excited
0: well congratulations because it seems like you you are on a trajectory to really grow um your institution and to make it something even regional so congratulations on that
2: yes Yes, thank you thank
0: you now now i know school begins september 7th is it too late to enroll for this year
2: no individuals can enroll and would we will be starting school on September 14th. 14,
0: Fourteen.
2: Um, yes, we'll be having all the content online for the students. We would do an um, um, orientation, which is important because you have to um, tell the people about the app. There'll be an app that you have to download. Um, you can actually learn on your phone anywhere. Um, you can learn on your tablets, your computer, there's a website, on our website you can log in as a student, you can log in as the parents can even log in mm-hmm. which is very important just to see the student's punctuality and also to see the student's grades. So you don't have to ask your, your, your child, um, were you at class? You can just go on your phone and just log in as a parent and see if your students were present at that time. Um, that is a plus. Um, we, we have to explain all those things for the students, which is not difficult. It is very easy because everybody has phones nowadays and WhatsApp mm-hmm. and doing all kinds of things. So the app is very user friendly. Um, it's actually an Australian company that we partner with. And, and they, this platform is exceptional. Um, we can do remote testing so you know the orientation to explain all those things to the individuals Yes, we'll take a week to do that and give them the school calendar and what is expected And when is test and when is squeeze and when is all those things. So, you know, we want to to, to spoon-feed the students mm-hmm. We want to to let them feel as comfortable as the main thing as comfortable and 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 have enough confidence that they could learn and be as successful as if it was traditional teaching.
0: Good, so tell us how we can get in touch with you if we're interested in enrolling or if we're interested in contacting you.
2: Well, you can then contact me if you're in Dominica for sure. You can come to Bosmo. You can just come on Bay Street. You could meet us on the second, on the second floor. Of uh, well, the building, there's a Harris Pins, a building with Harris Pins, and the second, the first floor would have Lime and Cabbage Agency, actually, but there will be Lime and Monogram there. And on the last floor, that is where Academics School of Learning would be located. Um, you can come here, we would meet you on the front desk. You can call 767 276 6144 if you're outside Dominica or in Dominica. Um, you could uh, check out our Facebook page. Um, you'd see some information there. And uh, you could you could also visit our website. That's the main thing. You'd see about us, you'd see um, some of the students that are in the school with the blue shirts looking nice. We use our own students on the platform, on the website. Yeah, and then you can go to admission on the website. And when you go to admission, you'll see pre-apply. When you so click on that, you can actually fill in the form. The information will come to us that is to apply. And then when we find this, if we get this information, then we send you an email and with the estimates of what you choose. And then from there, we could register you to be enrolled into our program.
0: And just remind us what the website is again.
2: academicssol.com um, www.academixsol.com So that is our website and you could also email us at at academicssol at outlook.com So a-c-a-d-e-m-i-x-s-o-l at outlook.com So you can email us and you could check our website go to admission, apply And then we could register and and we'll go into our program.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking some time off to, to tell us about your school, about your program. And again, congratulations on your success today. What an incredible journey. I mean, from going from high school teacher to being a tutor to now a thriving school for both those who did not complete high school, as well as those who are looking to advance their education beyond high school. So for me, the biggest takeaway from speaking with Heman is just the pathway that he created for himself, for new opportunities and new income streams. So here is what I am thinking. While most of us are not rushing around for work or for our children activities, this is a great time to look at the various aspects of our job to see what do we like the most about our job and what do we care less about our job? Because that will kind of give us an idea of how we too can create a a career path into other opportunities that we may want to explore. So I will use myself for an example, as most of you know, I have been teaching with University of Phoenix for about maybe about 11 years right now. And I love it. I love adult education. I love being able to um, teach Um, adults and help them to earn their bachelor's degree in industrial psychology so what I truly enjoy about my job is actually creating educational content so that is my joy that is what gives me um, pleasure with my work I am able to create educational content and have other students learn it
1: What I don't like about my job. (laughs)
0: Uh, Of course, I don't particularly enjoy grading papers. Shh, don't tell University of Phoenix. But in all honesty, I mean, it's the same papers over and over again. The courses are five weeks long, and it's pretty much the same papers that you're grading for the three classes that I teach. Now, don't get me wrong. I am truly grateful for my job, and I'm truly grateful to be employed, especially during this time. But again, we all have aspects of our work that we don't enjoy. And for me, the grading of the papers, it's something that I could do without. But again, I enjoy creating um, educational content. And for me, doing this program right now, it gives me an opportunity to create the educational content that I like, because as you know, I always try to include some aspects of education in terms of self-development to bring to our program. So just a very quick example of how the same way Heman was able to create a new path, a new opportunity for himself, I too think that that is what I'm doing. And again, I'm waiting to see where this journey takes me in terms of what is the next uh, step in the path and the new opportunity that will come from my love of creating content. So again, while we have all this downtime, a lot of us are no longer commuting. Why not take the opportunity to think about your career? Think about your job. What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? And then lean into what you like and see how you two might be able to create a new path and new opportunities for yourself so and again there are many opportunities out there i mean just off the top of my head i can think of a number of case scenarios where parents have to go back to work they're either physicians lawyers or something that involves being physically present or maybe not lawyers but a couple of physicians that i know and what they've done is they've sought out teachers who may not be working right now to be tutors to their kids who have to stay home. Of course, there's another adult in the home, but these tutors who are also teachers, are going to be the ones supervising the kids as they learn from home. And, of course, they are taking all the necessary steps to ensure that the kids are safe and nobody has um, the COVID-19 virus. So, for example, if anybody has a sniffle or cold or any signs of um, coronavirus, then they're encouraged to not come on that particular day. But my point is there are many opportunities out there to, um, look at new opportunities. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk all about our lineup of upcoming guests. So stay tuned and enjoy this one. Um, Annie Biola what we don't realize is that
1: We can still love those who we don't want around us We can still love those who We may not even want to associate with Or ever see again Now right now I am about to head to see um, Some of my brothers, my friends Perform some amazing music Yeah. Sometimes I wish That I could make a difference but It's just a wish So I need very good parents Like Timmy 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 Turner Cosmo and wonder Never will I be Michael Jackson My love is a drug and we need it to heal the world Make it a better place For every woman, every man, every boy, every girl Every color, every, every race We taking this message to put your love out to the world Maybe I'm just too young All of this appeared before I was born I miss my granny The surely she would tell me In your life a lot of people go come food And see you as somebody they couldn't do love So
0: what can I say? What can I say? The cat is out of the bag. (laughs) If you recognize the song "Any Bio Love," then you will certainly know. That the young man we've been talking about for the last few weeks, the one who is the lead singer of the band, the leader of the band, as well as a graduate student at Harvard University, is none other than Sheldon Shelley Alfred out of Dominica. So again, Mr. Shelley Alfred will be our next guest next week. And I certainly cannot wait to speak with him and to hear all about how he is able to juggle being a graduate student at an Ivy League university, as well as being the lead singer of a band. And I think that you'll find his story fascinating because he and his band members actually started the band when they were about 12 and 13. So even that in itself is a fascinating story. So I certainly cannot wait to hear about his journey. And mind you... He is only 24, so I think we will all be very impressed with his journey so far and just the expectations of what he will do next. So again, next week, our guest is going to be Shelly Alfred out of Signal Band Uh, out of Dominica. So you can expect to hear some other great guests. You know, we talk about the various goals that we've set for ourselves in terms of family, in terms of career, in terms of health. So again, we are touching on all those goals and we're having individuals who can assist us with those goals to come on board and speak with us. So in the coming weeks, the coming months, we'll have someone speak on finance, on the importance of being spiritually strong right now. And can you imagine having a group of companies of about maybe four companies with about 13 destinations in the Caribbean and all your companies are customer service oriented companies and then coronavirus strikes. So we are going to meet one incredible lady out of St. Kitts and she is going to tell us how she is reinventing all her companies, staying afloat and finding new success in this time of coronavirus. So again, we have wonderful guests lined up for you. And you know, we come here every week to take a mental break from the chaos and the confusion of the world. And speaking of chaos and confusion, we also wanna keep in our prayers, the people of Louisiana who just went through Hurricane Laura And we want to keep them in our prayers as well. So again, this is where we come every week. We take a mental break from the hurricane, the chaos of the world. And we just enjoy uplifting music. We enjoy our inspiring guests. And we talk about all about moving our life uh, forward. So it's been wonderful spending this time with you. I hope that you're excited about our upcoming guests and I know that I too cannot wait to speak to them and just learn a little bit about what keeps them going. So this is my time. It's been wonderful spending this time with you. And always remember that you can find everything you need to know about the show, including our past episodes, our podcasts to the past episodes, as well as our video interviews on Push Past 10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, 10 the number 10.com and it'll give you all the information you need to know about the show and as well you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at push past 10 or you can also uh, send me a friend request at d a rose the letters d a rose on Facebook as we connect and we build from 4,000 followers of this program to who knows, the sky's the limit, right? So again, as we get ready to wrap up, remember that your life story is your strength. You have the strength that it takes to overcome any challenges that you're facing right now. So as always, remember to stay positive, stay productive, stay active And until we meet again next week, same time, same place, have a wonderful week. And it's been a pleasure being here.